This is Real Kipper and Board on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. As the National Hockey League concludes their NHL draft in mere minutes, I don't know how long. Why do we? We're not there. What do we care? No, it's we're at that part of the draft there where it's like ah, I don't know. Congratulations to Noah Chadwick and Hudson Malinowski who are now Maple Leafs. The latest ones. Yeah, Noah Chadwick was just drafted. Seventh round, sixth round, sixth. And it goes only to seven, right? Yeah. God. New guys, new hope. I was part of a OHL draft that used to go like. 16 just rounds. Just infinite rounds. Just 17. <laughs> pick all the people you wanted. Like the only ones that left in the building were like people going up to teams going, just can you draft this? Can you do me a favor? My nephew's son's yeah. brother's, uh, you know, kid. And it didn't cost him anything except a hat or a jersey or something, right? They're like, yeah, yeah, sure. We'll throw them exactly, on there. Exactly. Cool. Exactly. Well, we're, uh, we're here for the next hour. We'll try to break down what we saw last night out of the first round. Yeah. What we're hearing into the second round, Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Derek Brandale, Jen Rolnick, Sammy McKee. Of course, there are talking points with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Still, as we uh, welcome in in about 19 minutes, general manager of the London Knights, Mark Hunter. Of course, he is the general manager of Easton Cowan, who was drafted by the Toronto Maple Leafs and a player who many thought didn't deserve that spot or wasn't ranked in that spot, but the Leafs maybe made somewhat of uh, some news with yeah. this maybe off the board pick. So we'll get into that with Mark Hunter. Good. Um, you want to start there at all? Sure. I think it's funny that everyone is like, we're free of the Dubas era. And they took a five ten winger, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, everything like everyone, I I've never seen the guy play a shift. Everything I read about him, yeah. Seems like he has a lot of potential. I, I like that they picked a guy they like. Well, and that's why we're going to welcome in Mark Hunter, that's right. uh, and 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 he'll fill us in on on what type of player and you know how off the off the board was this mm-hmm. by Brad Tree Living. Yeah, the second half of his year was really good. His playoff run was over a point per game. They put him out in crucial situations. Works hard, farm boy, lot to like. Mm. I'm happy for him. It's mm. kind of funny you mentioned Kyle Dubas and all of this because. Um, I don't know. Someone mentioned to me, and I didn't have time to actually look it up, but when Kyle Dubas was general manager of the Leafs the last five years, yeah, uh, never drafted a London Knight. I'm guessing he drafted a few Greyhounds. <laughs> Best thing he ever did as general manager. Kyle Dubas leaves. and the <laughs> Not drafting yes. anyone from London? Yeah. Poor Sammy's Sammy. having a tough time today. Yeah. Huh? Kyle God. Dubas is out the door in the... First place they go to draft is a London Knight. Yeah, they they uh, I sent out the tweet last night. I'll say it again. They really alienated the Leafs Nation contingent known sound by reaching for a London Knight. <laughs> yeah, but if this Not guy thrilled, if this guy reeks of the character that everybody yeah, talks about, yeah, yeah, Sammy, yeah, you yeah, can learn yeah. to love him. Yeah, I'll learn to. Love I will. Him. I just got to say, typically with guys who are not ranked in the first half of the first round. You'd like them to have some elite thing that you're like, oh, you got to see this guy skate. You got to see his size. You got to see him shoot or whatever. They're like, this guy is competitive as all yeah. hell, which is awesome. Yeah. I really like that. Um, but yeah, it doesn't sound like he's super fast or super big or whatever. So IQ and competitiveness. Yeah. Love and, it. And a late bloomer, which yeah. is usually not the case for first rounders. There, he doesn't look like he's going to grow sideburns for four more years. He's He looked young. Yes. Like Carolyn Cameron could eat an apple off his head <laughs> during that interview. <laughs> 
I have no idea what, what that, that means. Because mean? oh, he's so short or what? She just looked a lot bigger than him. That's all. Uh, yeah, okay. I can no. see it. He, yeah, yeah, he does look like he's got some room to, yeah, to grab some testosterone yeah. still. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he can fight for a puck. Great. Great. And he had I, so a strong just, finish. Just he got a lot better, a lot faster yeah. at the end of his uh, season. I saw a highlight of him. Uh, you know, the highlights are great. Shoots it in the net. But it is funny that the first tweet the Knights put out was him scoring an empty net goal. Old Sammy from Owen Sound over there is like, got any highlights of, them, of him scoring on a goalie? <laughs> an actual goalie? <laughs> yeah. He's a good passer, apparently. I don't know. I just, I, I stopped caring about the draft so much when Solis got good. Like, when the Leafs were yeah. rebuilding and they were Tell bad. Tell me where this guy's at in two years. And, like, you know, it was what you got excited for when you're a rebuilding team. Like, look at the teams at the top of the draft. Like, Habs fans are excited. You know, you're starting to build. Like Flyers fans, you get the you get Mitchkov. Like, you got, you know, at this point of your rebuild, you care about draft. So I find it so hard when the Leafs are in their competitive window to really care about, like, any of these kids. Like, what will when will Easton make an impact on the Leafs? What will the year will be 2027? Like it's and it's it may be a great two, impact. Who knows? But yes, I get your point. 100. Three years. Three years. Yeah. yeah. Right. So that's 2020. Yeah. If he grows another inch or two, and you know, continues to to show these same traits at the next levels, I just, use them. I get so jealous of like the other drafts, like the NBA draft and the NHL. Everyone just goes up there and they make their pick, and everyone's nice to each other. Not one trade. Not I got anything. Bing, bing, bing. All year long, all we hear is, well, they'll still trade him at the draft. They're not going to trade him now. They'll trade him at the draft. Just wait till the draft. And you got 31 teams who want him. They go to the draft yesterday. Every team went up there and picked Dave Schmaltz from Regina. <laughs> Great. Like, none of you want to do anything all of a sudden? I mean, it was surprising to see Fantilli not go second. That was surprising. Right? Leo Carlson, they went with the Swedish center over Adam yeah. Fantilli, who'd been, like, he was, I think, minus 600 or Probably minus 500 pick in, to go in second. Easton were the, the bookends to... Surprising events. Yes, the only maybe surprising Montreal events. passing on Mitchkov and Philly getting him at seven. Mitchkov was, you know, kind of the story of the draft. I would say, mm-hmm. outside of Bedard just being the guy, uh, but yes. and uh, kind of an awkward thing for Carey Price, right? Not oh, pronouncing. Uh, we have the clip. You want to hear it? Oh, uh, well, we got a leaf show. You guys okay, want to hammer Carey? Yeah, sure. Okay, let's hear it. To make our selection, I will invite up our former fifth overall in 2005, Carey Price. Bonsoir. Le Canadien de Montreal are proud to select David. (laughs) David. Bueller. Oh, Oh, I didn't we see planned it that time. way. David Reinbacker. Reinbacher. You didn't see that? So would he not have known? No, he, no, he knew. He just forgot. Didn't for... pra- he didn't practice that no, once? No, oh, wow. No, David. No. Oh, don't do it again. I can't, I can't, I can't, oh, I can't. It's so bad. Oh, it's a horrible <laughs> That's form. a great drop right there. David. <laughs> David. He <laughs> tried to save it with we had that planned, uh, but. Can't, can't. How do you, Okay. How? At least he was he was gracious about it and apologized to the kid right after. Honestly, like I know this is a maybe a hot take from a Leaf fan, but that's a really bad move by Carey Price. That's the best moment of that kid's career, 
and you can't take the time to remember his name. Put it on a flashcard. We planned it that way. <laughs> David Reinbacker. Take Reinbacher. up a take a piece of paper up with you. That's brutal. A cue card. That's so bad. That kid's fought his whole life trying to get drafted to the NHL. And Carey Price forgets your name. It's All embarrassing. Right, take it easy, <laughs> Sammy. Take it easy. He'll get over it. It's embarrassing. He'll get over I'm it. I'm sorry. That yes, is it. it was embarrassing. It's bad. Sammy told me he was in the, the mood today. That's Pounding Carey Price. I didn't see it coming. No, it's, the kid will recover. Borderline hey, gutless. It's not please. good. Borderline <laughs> gutless. Listen, Anyways. he better play well or else everybody will forget his name in Montreal. Yeah. That was a big pick, right? Like, I saw some people had him much farther down the board, so. Yeah. Over so. Mitchkoff, that's that's bold. Okay, so uh, other news of the day, Sheldon Keefe spoke for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Since that. Talked for 11 minutes Incredible again press conference. <laughs> Season-ending press conference on oh, the Monday. I will go down in history, one of the best. Oh, one of the best. One, one of the best. best. So uh, where do we start? Did he get asked? About his extension, let's have a listen. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> uh, in terms of that, uh, you know, that'll play nah. itself out. When Brad informed me that that I'd be back, he he said, you know, we'll talk about an extension and just a lot of things on his list right now. And and I understand that when the timing's right, we'll we'll spend some time and talk about it and see what works for both the organization and myself, and and, and go from there. But right now, my my focus is is on the process of you know continuing to get to know Brad. Um, and work with him, you know, to to the extent that he needs me to, to help, you know, put our team together here. Uh, and then also, of course, you know, trying to, to uh, you know, get our staff finalized here as well. That's where my focus lies and get the rest sorted out. All right, no s- surprise there. I think it's funny that he said, you know, we'll see what works for the team and me and my family. And I was thinking, like, you know what works for you and your family? All the years and dollars you can get. That's what you want. Uh, it's just, you know, something that we haven't really uh, looked at much. Can I just say that when I was, I hadn't thought of Sheldon. Well, I thought of him. I haven't listened to him talk in a long time. And today was the first time that I sat down to, like, cut his audio. And I just heard him talk. And I just this thought crossed my mind. I'm like, we're doing this again, eh? <laughs> well, another, another year of this, eh? He's going to need some sort of award from our show for all the Clippers he's provided. I, Once I, we go into years three and hopefully beyond. Did, did it already feel like he was backpedaling on that comment a little bit for I, you? I just, I don't know. I'm just so shocked that he's back. Like, it's getting redundant. We've had this conversation. <laughs> I'm just so shocked. Yeah. I'm really shocked. I really, really It am. is really surprising. As a guy who also worked for him and was like a little intimidated, I, f- I had some PTSD hearing him again, too. So It's just, I, I, we're, we're doing it again. Run it back, baby. Okay, well, Maybe then. Maybe get Kerfoot back, too. Let's get his comments on David Kemp and his four-year deal, then. Well, I think with Kemper, he, he's shown over his time with us that he can do both. You know, we've, we've been a very successful team in this time playing in the three-hole. Um you know, and playing in that role, you know, if we if you add extra depth as we did this year, and that pushes him down, I think it just makes the team that much better. But he has shown that he can take on big minutes to play against uh, anybody. So, you know, that's an important guy to have, and the more depth he can have at center. As a coach, you're thrilled about that. Okay. Can I get your take on uh, no movement clause for David Camp? <laughs> no movement clause. I know. Yeah. I, so this happened to me yesterday. He told me there's a no movement clause and like a group thing, and I was like. I'm sorry, what? I didn't know that. There is. Complete no move. Not a complete. Surely no. not. 
No, I got to look it up here. I got it. Well, sent no, no, me. no move is complete. This, this would be a no trade. Then. Yes. Like a, wow. Yeah. I mean, like you he's got to get clauses correct there, <laughs> Santa. <laughs> <laughs> regardless, regardless, it's I think it's a ten-team no trade team. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, listen, here, here was the issue for the Leafs. This is they, they got squeezed right out. They got word this week in Nashville that there were two or three teams that were willing to give them 2.5. And uh, that's why they, they went four years. Yeah. And they they asked him for 100 grand less at 2.4, and he took it. Okay. Yeah, the 10 team I was saying earlier about that no trade, it's like if you're going to trade him, it's probably at the deadline to a team who's contending, which means it's a good team, which means it's probably not on Camp's list anyway. It's probably not a big deal. Yeah. Probably. I, I'm not worried about a 10-team list for him. Yeah. And that's what it is, Sammy? I got to yeah. say, the, okay. the increase in the amount of players around the league who get a 10-team no trade has to be crippling for teams that are considered to be in tough markets or less appealing markets. Like, really hurts Winnipeg's chances. No offense to Winnipeg, yeah. but let's face facts about, you know, where guys would want to go yeah. around the league. That's hard. You know, it's hard for Canadian teams. The more of these go out, just, just 10 right. teams. Just 10 teams. You're right. Um, seven are Canadian. The one that uh, we didn't talk about, too, is uh, that didn't get nearly as much uh, attention is uh, Pontus on a two-year deal at eight hundred grand, which... Win, win, win. Kind of sh- like put up a little bit of a fight, Pontus. <laughs> a little bit. What's minimum, um, 750? Maybe his fight was to get to 800. Regardless, um, that to me is a, a huge coup for the Leafs to get him... So cheap because yeah. I I believe by the end of the year Pontus will could play a more significant role than David Camp. That'd be great. Wow, really? Yeah. I mean, that would be tremendous for them to have that kind of money in a in a role like that. And also, if he plays for the Marlies, you don't take that cap hit anyway, right? That's all variable at that number. So that's that's fantastic contract. Wonderful for them. So and and if. Pontus is in a position to legitimately maybe hold down a third line center ice spot. Then, then it does bold probably a little bit more to move Camp in his two point five million dollar contract. Yeah, if you, if you as as a fourth line guy, if you see that he's yeah taking those minutes, um, and actually Holmberg is waivers exempt still, so he can go down to the Marlies whenever you want anyway. So good spot. But you're right that that would change things if he takes a big stride. All right, we got one more of Sheldon Keefe on. Core players? Yeah. Well, I think Brad's put it very well. I mean, it's really hard to get good players in, in, in the league. And, you know, it's, Brad's going to continue to go through his process and do everything possible to get to give us the best possible team on the ice. But, uh, you know, I, I talk just the whole hockey community comes together here in Nashville. And, and, you know, everybody you talk to just talks about how great our players are and the number of people that want to work uh, on a, as part of our coaching staff. That's the first thing they point to is the opportunity to work with elite talent. So, you know, that's that's a big part of it. And, and those guys, to me, as as much as we haven't gotten to exactly where we need to get to, um, it's hard not to acknowledge the fact that there has been progress, you know, along the way. Yet, of course, you know, we still live in the reality of just how difficult uh, it is to get all the way through it. I mean, nice, nice stuff about the players. Uh, you know, what else is he going to say except kind of having their back, I guess? Well, the one thing that that struck me was listening to Brad Tree live in the last few days is that the information that he gathered from all the players is they like Sheldon Keefe mm-hmm. and they 
They wanted him back. Mm-hmm. And that probably resonated more with him than anything else. But the question yeah. is, is, is that necessarily a good thing mm-hmm. that they're comfortable? They're comfortable. I get my ice time. I get my cookies. I get my stats. I get my... You're right. Like if that's Daryl Sutter is that, and we is saw that the Flames players do that, go in there and say, we don't, we can't play for this guy like that. They like him. They like Sheldon. So that has value, but you're right. And one of the things that stands out is Tree Living made some comments about, you know, in your second job and he's referring to Keith in this role as this being his second job. You know, you, you know more, you've got a fresh start with someone new. Is he going to be open to doing some different things or changing? Or you, you don't have a general manager to hold your hand anymore. Mm-hmm. Let's listen to Sheldon Keefe on Kyle Dubas. I'm on the sidelines, right? It's out of my control, and there's a lot of things playing out there. I give Kyle his distance and, and, you know, let that process play out. I knew, you know, that when it was my turn, uh, you know, that I would get some some sort of communication and all of that. But, uh, you know, I, I work with Kyle for a really long time, obviously, in, in uh, he's been a massive part of my career, um, and I've, I've grown tremendously uh, working with him. He's done a terrific job to put our organization in a really good spot. Yet I've also worked without him at different times along the way, and, and I've adjo- enjoyed those as well, whether it's Kyle Raffis and Sault Ste. Marie, uh, the time when Kyle left the Sioux or when Kyle went to the Leafs and I worked with Lauren Skillman with the Marlies. Uh, I've enjoyed those those times as well, and I think... Uh, I reflect positively on the work that we did in those years too. So, um, you know, with how things have played out here, uh, happy Kyle's landed on his feet in a good spot and seems happy. And then, you know, for us, as I say, I think fresh perspective and working with new people uh, thus far has been really good for me and I'm excited about it. Well, two things that stuck out for me is that he feels like he's got a new perspective, which means mm-hmm. different ideas coming from uh, somebody else besides Kyle. And, um, the other one that struck me was the Kyle left us in a really good spot. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that might be debatable. Yeah. I, I did. He did take pains to mention that, you know, I have been without a babysitter before uh, with when I had Raftus or when I had Gilman. You know, this would be, not be my first time being without Kyle. But I think in both those cases, Kyle probably would have been close at hand and touching base regularly. So it's certainly a different animal he's walking into this season ahead. Anything else from the draft stand out to you yesterday? We got a few trades. Uh, No, today's way different though, right? Where they just almost look like they're just racing to get out of there. Yeah. Like it just briefly kind of every once in a while glaring at the television, watching that second day. It reminds me of like a a auction for cattle, you know? Yeah. A little bit. (laughs) And that's kind of where you're at now. I guess the Oilers traded Yamamoto and uh, with Clem Costin, presumably because Yamamoto's 3.1 million cap, it is not appealing. So they said, we'll give you Costin as well, I guess. What, uh, what's left on that Yamamoto sorry, that was deal? Two Detroit. Uh, 3.1 million. I think it's just this season. Just this season? Yeah. Double check that for you. Sounds uh, like a little bit of a, hey, can you do me a favor? But uh, Detroit from Ken Holland? It could be, but you know what? I can see them saying, not sure what's here with these guys, but Costin yeah. was good in Edmonton. And he plays, he can play a heavy game. Yeah, and and Yamamoto, you know, I don't think he... You know, can he get you 40 points? Yes, but with nothing else, do you want yes. 40 points? Well, yeah, when I've missed the playoffs as many times as I, I have, yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're right. You know, we talked about bad teams just trying to get hockey players. Another example of that, Corey Perry got dealt to the Chicago Blackhawks. And he's going to be a free agent, unrestricted free agent. Uh, okay, so they just traded for his rights? I don't I really guess. get that off hand. So, Corey. He is a pending UFA. So maybe so Tampa they, Bay just needed a contract space or, or, here? Or they just want to get a jump on maybe signing him to help Bedard. I could see them wanting a guy like that. And then promising to trade him by the deadline. Right. Like Felino's deal. Felino's deal is $4 million. You know, come the deadline, you retain half. You trade a $2 million Nick Felino. That'll get you something. And good to have Felino around during the season. So Perry could be more of the same. We'll tra- okay. trade into a contender. I'll buy that. Yeah. I'll, you know, these guys are okay with moving around. It makes some sense. Yamamoto, uh, this is the last year of that deal. Uh, Fantilli didn't go to the Ducks at number two overall. Yeah. Blow your mind. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I liked him since uh, the World Juniors and then uh, the World Championship. He carries himself exceptionally well. Uh, Anaheim made that decision to go in a different direction. And yeah. uh, Columbus, I think, ended up with a really good player. Yeah, it's kind of break if you're the Blue Jackets you're looking for, I think. Okay, let's welcome in the general manager of the London Knights, uh, Mark Hunter. Huntsy, what's going on? Are you in Nashville? Nashville, I am. Just watching the draft here, guys. Nice. Well, listen, uh, as far as the Toronto Maple Leafs are concerned, uh, nice to see them digging into your uh, stock in uh, Easton Cowan. And uh, first and foremost, uh, can you talk about... uh, the type of player that the Leafs just drafted? You know what? He's a high-energy player. Um, plays both ends of the ice. Can kill penalties. Can play the power play. Um, he can make plays. Got real good skills. Um, needs to get stronger yet. He's, he's still a little bit light. But uh, his dedication to the game is off the charts. Hans, what was his uh, progression with you guys over the course of the season? It sounds like his role only increased increased as the season went on. Well, he started in Junior B uh, the year before, and we always kind of take our time with our players. That um, so, and he, you know, he skated with us. Uh, he was in our gym with us. Lots of development with him the year before, and this year, you know, we got him. We want these young men to earn their ice time, and we didn't give it to him every day. He came and practiced hard, played hard, and. By the end, by the halfway through the season, he just took off and, you know, played some of our 18, 19-year-olds and deserved to play. And, and you know what? He had a heck of a run in the playoffs. Playoffs were, you know, fantastic for him. And um, he, he brought his game to another level. Hansi, those type of uh, players that are kind of late bloomers are, are left for second, third, fourth rounders. Did the Leafs really gamble on this pick? Um, because some teams are saying that they didn't even have him in the top fifty. Yeah, well, I you know I disagree. They they must not see him play enough because you know if you just went to you know, you got the eye test, you have uh, you know have video and you have the analytics and uh, you know we have a company that's the athletes that does work for us and uh, you know his numbers in the second half were off the chart. Um, you come watch him play, stood out. Against tough competition, too. Like, you're playing Del Mastro, plays for Sarnia, who's a Team Canada defenseman. Uh, he, you know what? He did a fantastic job against stiff competition. And, and if you watch him, boy, he's, he's, 
he's the real deal. So what changes now for a kid like him? Like, okay, now he's a first-round draft pick of the Toronto Maple Leafs. How does his opportunity with you guys change or how he'll be handled by you guys change in the season ahead? Well, one thing, he needs to get stronger, and he will do the work to get stronger. Uh, but he uh, he's uh, he's going to be put in position to be the go-to guy. Um, he was a go-to guy the last half of the season, and especially in the playoffs. So, you know what? We have a real good team here. He uh, he will be a part of uh, a farming here for for winning. Hey Hunt, just just overall, uh, we didn't see much movement uh, in terms of moving up or down trades, uh, especially in that first round. Nothing budged. Uh, does that speak to how deep this draft was, or just the fact that money's still really tight? Well, I think it's a little bit of both, uh, Kipper. I think uh, the money's tight. And you know what? There's some good players that people felt that they could get in the uh, 28th hole, 27th hole. And in the years past, uh, uh, it wasn't there. So in this year's draft, uh, you know, everybody you know was hungry for these these young kids like a guy like Cowan. I mean, he's got tons of upside. And um, someday he will be a Leaf and he'll play for the Leafs. So I was just looking through this list. Uh, most players drafted from one franchise. London Knights sits amongst the very top. Like, is it the water? It can't be Dale. It's not Dale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? We got a we got a good coaching staff. We got a good development team here. We spent a lot of time with these boys. And you know what? We try to we try to draft young men that are really hungry to get better. And uh, we've been very fortunate with the Oliver Bonk, uh, Easton Cowan, Denver Barkey, uh, Jacob Julian. These kids uh, worked at their game and, you know, it translated for winning and for them getting drafted high in uh, the NHL draft. And all it took was Kyle Dubas to go to Pittsburgh for the Leafs to start drafting London Knights again, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Hansi, I'm going to let you go right. on that one, pal. Okay. All right. See you guys. Thanks, Enjoy. Yeah. Bye now. <laughs> I think you got a good chuckle out of that one. <laughs> I'm sure he's heard that uh, in the days <laughs> in the last day or two. Um, oh listen, God, it, it doesn't sound like, oh. doesn't sound like uh, Easton's going to be that kind of frontline mm-hmm. star for the Leafs. Yeah, I would but, say not a high ceiling maybe, but a, but if you're getting a versatile guy, who's got a, a strong engine to play and compete mm-hmm. and, you know, tenacity, that that could be just exactly what the Leafs need. Yeah, there's a scouting report here we've got from our pal Nick Richard Love on Nick him. Richard. Yeah, good dude. Um, talks about his work rate and processing speed. Um, says his regular season numbers don't jump off the page, but his play continued to improve as the season wore on. Um, you know, for a player with his size, he covers a lot of ice, elusive in transition, finds soft spots. All sorts of good things. So I think once you get past about 15, 16, 17 in the draft, you're kind of picking a guy, a longer shot, right? None of these guys are locks at that point. So you just pick a guy you like. Say, okay, this this guy matches up with our... I do think, though, this is a guy that probably still fits the way they were drafting with Dubas, right? Like, I doubt Tree Living came in and said, change course entirely. Well, Wes Wes Clark's their main guy. Yeah. He is, of course, uh, a disciple of uh, Kyle Dubas. For sure. So it does look and feel like, hey, you've done your work. I'm just going to let you continue to yeah. to go down y- your path. Yeah. 
And then, you know, the other kids they took, uh, Sam, you're saying this Hudson Malinowski was a guy that had, what was the high praise that you saw on him? Like he had just missed some time for some freak yeah, incident? Yeah, he, he had like a freak injury and he'd missed some time, but, you know, apparently good shooter, good vision. So in the sixth round, I mean, if he plays 100 games in the NHL, it would be a great pick. Like it's, yeah. it's such a crapshoot at that point. But it, so the London thing is very interesting. Like this not picking any London Knights, in between, like, and he laughed at that. That was a great joke that you said to him. <laughs> but I, in fairness, the Leafs haven't picked anyone. Yeah, it's true. They have recently, no picks. they haven't they have had no picks. picks. But and it's really hard for me, on personally, just on a personal note, that the Leafs, London should be a pipeline to the Leafs. Like, it should. If you were like doing it the way it should be done, they're one of the closest teams. They're the strongest team. They're one of the most famous OHL teams. It's like. You should be drafting from them. It's a good spot yeah. to draft from. That absolutely kills me. It's just, it's so hard for me to get over this. But the, the Kyle you know would yeah. be the guy that says, screw the Hunters and London Knights. I'm not going, I'm not going there. He definitely would do that. Really? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, he, 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 well, you know, because at that time. He has to draft at a suit, too. I think so. at that point in the draft, you often have like a cluster of players you like. Like this kid and this kid about the same. I don't know, somewhere if one of them's available. I imagine that would have been a tiebreaker in a couple of, couple of situations for him. So what happened to that pick from the Leafs? The hunt, uh, What was his name again? The one that had the freak injury? Boring. Oh, uh, Amar, uh, Rodian Amarov? No, no. The the guy they picked this year. Oh, Hudson Malinowski? Yeah, yeah. He fell off a roof. <laughs> what? There you go. That's Sorry for laughing. I yeah. just, that's, you don't, that's not what I expected you to say. That's what happened. He fell off a roof. Well, I guess why was he on a roof? Maybe he was helping his dad roof. Wasn't partying or anything? No, I don't think so. I think maybe he's helping somebody roof or something, but there you go. That's what happened to him. I don't know where to go with that one. You don't have to go anywhere. You can go to break if you want. Well, but. hopefully he doesn't end up in any roofs in any games. Yeah. How about that? All right. Do you want to go to break? Or? Yeah, we can break. Okay, we'll go to break, and then when we come we back. We might get Bukala. Uh, I'm to try to get Bukala on. All right, we'll see yeah, if we busy. can get uh, Jason Bukala, who's been a, a good guest uh, over the year, uh, get his uh, analysis of what's uh, transpired in Nashville. Also, uh, more talk that uh, the Leafs are getting closer to uh, – an Austin Matthews extension. I saw your comment today, your column. Also a column out on the Toronto Star, which uh, lends towards uh, teams willing to go 50% on contracts to get them out mm -hmm. and whether or not uh, Tree Living would revisit something maybe with John Tavares to free up some salary cap. Really split on that uh, with a lot of the comments, but we'll get into that and so much more still to go on the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. Breaking down the biggest stories in Toronto sports. The Fan Morning Show with Ailish Forfar and Justin Cuthbert. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Real Kipper and Board on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Just prior to going to break, we uh, brought up the... Uh, Austin Matthews situation. There was a real strong sense uh, in Nashville the last two days that the Leafs are getting closer to a deal. Mm -hmm. Doesn't sound like it's done or even imminent, but there is hope that uh, 
by July 1st, maybe the second, third, there should be an announcement. Would that, uh, that wouldn't surprise you at this point, JB? No. And like, why wouldn't it be the first, right? Like, you know, everyone is waiting on this. If you're Matthews, like, no one should be have around a golf where they can't get to a fax machine. It's a statement to me. You know, we prioritize letting everyone know this is happening. Uh, you had mentioned in your column a, pretend, a potential salary range anywhere from yeah. 13.5 all the way down to 12.75. So let's, Ooh. let's uh, three of us right now. Okay. Let's take your best guess. I bet it's four times 13. All right. Four times 13. Sammy, you're up. Eight times 15. Oh! Oh, my good gracious. Are you nuts? Yeah, oh, yeah. No, Let's get nuts. nuts, boys. Let's get nuts. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Okay, <laughs> you're, you're, you're throwing that out there for the shock value of me just, like, going, you're an idiot. But Al? you don't believe that, do you? Maybe not. I just think if you want to get him eight years. Is this your good. hope? Eight, eight years, it's going to have to be... Yeah, a, a number, number like that, for sure. Okay, but... So, I would do that, yeah. You would do 8 times 15. I would. 15 would not help you, Sammy, in the 14, next... 14 and a half? Two years. 14 and a half, can I get 14? Uh, he's there. I'm just... I don't do you think, think he gets 8? I think if he gets 8, it's a way bigger number. Yeah, I think that's just how it works. Which like maybe want... means both sides don't want that. Yeah. Derek Brande, are you want to crack at this thing? <laughs> he just threw a salt and vinegar chip Stop in right eating. as you asked him. In fairness, we just stopped eating, too. Sorry, guys, I can't hear you. I don't have headphones on, but uh, <laughs> five at 12.75. Oh, okay. Five at 12.75. That, that is literally the best-case scenario. That wow. Would, that is as good as Leafs fans could ever expect. Kip? Uh, I will go... I will go... Uh, I'm afraid of this. Five years. That would make me very happy. 13 point. I am very confident in your number more than mine. 13.34 is just cute enough and in the range enough. Which in many ways would piss me off because every dollar counts yeah. and you're just going for cuteness. I've actually, I hate that. I hate <laughs> it. And I've railed about it before. It's like the salary caps are tight. And everyone's like, oh, you got his keys. We got his number. It's like, we need the number. I think they're both cute enough to pull to try to pull it off. Unless your numbers numbers double zero, makes no sense. Um, but okay, I would love that. That'd be awesome. I want eight years. I want. Does, does, I want every other guy does eight years, boys. Every other see, guy I, does I eight think, years. I think just uh, do eight years. I know where you're heading. Why with is it this. different? Because you you you, you want a full commitment. Well, every other fan base gets their guy on a full commitment. Why can't Leaf fans well, have He it? set the precedent. Great. He, he got five last oh, time. Oh, great. Really glad they, they tested that baby out here. Five is max awesome. term in the NBA. It is a long time to sign a guy. Yeah, but you have the ability to sign eight. So Say he wants to go home in five, and by then there's well, a new building in Arizona. Great. Then they can trade him in five years. Can I talk about the funniest part of the draft yesterday, which is Arizona publicly announcing that they are seeking deals on private land so that the public can't vote. As in, they're aware if the public has any say, they actively will vote for the team to not play in their state. 
They're like, if you if we let the public vote, they're going to tell us to leave. So we're just going to build a, a rink on private land and stuff a team down their throat. Great. That's a great relationship. <laughs> like, we can't have the public weigh in on this. So they're going to tell us to leave. We know you guys hate this. Yeah. But. So, yeah. I, Too bad. Like, you just see every other superstar sign eight years. You know, I do feel, Sam, that part of that is hockey's go-along-to-get-along culture of just, like, fit in and do what everything else is doing. (sighs) No, but here's the thing. Okay, so what do you want, Matthews? I've said this to you before. Do you want to be the richest guy ever, or do you want to be the centerpiece favorite son of the most popular team in the NHL? You want to middle it so you can be the richest guy in the world? Like... You need to buy a better Balenciaga hoodie? Like, you're the richest guy ever already. So just sign the eight years. No. Stay at Toronto See, Maple not, Leaf. It's not binary like that. If, it, if he wants that, he'd do three this times give, this something. This team's given him everything, man. The organization's given him everything. He's been the centerpiece. He gets every ad. He's been in. I can't open up my. I can't open up my Instagram without him being on every. Can't contain a wild animal. Th- th- these no, guys, just, since they came in, they 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 got his cake and eat it too yes, every year. That's right. So maybe it's time to give a little cake back to the Leafs. Well, these numbers are. He's here's your cake. All right. So you're talking tough love, which kind of. I'm not talking tough love. I'm talking about a little bit of no, a meeting No, it is point. tough love. No, it's not tough love. It's signing a massive eight-year contract with the most important no, hockey team saying, in the league. No, you're saying you don't have a choice of five or six. You're signing eight. Yeah. That's tough love, my friend. That's I, what Connor I, McDavid got. Well, he Edmonton, should, he didn't get an option of five. From my perspective, fellas, as a lifelong Leaf fan, and, you know, he should want to sign eight. He should want to sign eight. Because there's no way he likes. Is there a guy that likes the spotlight more than Austin Matthews? You are the man. You're the man. You're the number one man. Everyone loves you. You're the most popular player on the most popular team in the league. A little less um, last season. Yeah, sure. You're right. He wasn't as good as he was last year. But still, if he signs a contract at a decent number, probably not 15 million like this bozo said. But if he signs an eight million dollar contract at your 13.4 or whatever 13.5 he is beloved forever you know Connor mcdavid only has three years left on that deal it's a long three years though a lot like think about where the league could be in three years it changes a ton and that's Not where Arizona. the five-year deal for uh, everybody uh you know may talk about aavs but that did a tremendous amount of damage just five years on an austin matthews second term his last deal. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, brutal. It was, they got nothing out of that negotiation. You know what the, the thing they got was? They didn't make him mad, right? It didn't drag into the media. There was no public discussion. It was just over. He was like, here's what I want. And they were like, great. Let's not upset the guy who's going to save us all. All right. I wrote an article today in the Toronto Star. You can find it on my uh, at Real Kipper uh, Twitter account. Uh, and it really stemmed for me off of a couple of things. Number one was watching what I thought were unmovable contracts Mm -hmm. get chopped at 50%. Kevin Hayes, Ryan Johansson. And then the other one stemmed from Doug Armstrong trading a guy with a complete no move or no, no, uh, no trade clause. The Krug thing that didn't happen. Yeah. I want to get your thoughts on Armstrong attempting to trade him, knowing he has a no trade clause. 
I think it's very interesting. So first off, I want to get back to it because this, uh, you know, I love your written columns. Uh, this is this one I disagree Thanks. with. Uh, this, it's a good column, but I disagree with no, Tavares. No, for up. sure. Um, but the the thing that's interesting to me is that we know about the Tory Krug potential trade. To me, the first thing you do before you make a trade is talk to the guy and say, kind of working on something with the Flyers here. If we were to get something, would you be interested? No, I would not. And then you stop working on it. Like it was announced as like a completed trade. And Krug was apparently, I don't know, fishing or at a wedding or somewhere. And he was like, uh, guys, like Doug knew he had a no move. Why do we know about it? Because he's trying to push him out of town is kind of what you implied in the column. There's, uh, there's, it's, it's implied that you're pressuring him. Right. And so your connection then is that, what if Tavares is, were to receive some this, pressure? Is is this now a tactic by general managers to put pressure on players who have no trade or new no moves to say, "I want, I respectfully am asking you to leave." <laughs> and guys are like, "You respectfully signed a thing that says I don't yeah. have to leave." No, no, a hundred percent. And you have that right, and yeah. you can hold on to that. Sure, but. For Tory Krug now to go back and pretend like everything's back to normal will never happen. Did you did you Google like the response of fans towards Tor? Uh, they to wanted Krug? that cap space in St. Louis. They're like ripping on him. Yeah, and there's there's really no going back from that. Like even if he says, "Screw everybody, I'm staying." He is now in a much tougher position mm-hmm. to deal with the fact that there are fans out there thinking that you held our team back because yeah. a deal is a deal. I do think that the remaining term on Tavares' contract makes this more viable. Like, he's got two years left. If he plays past Christmas this year, you're down to a year and a half. To get a team to take Tavares not a big ask at that point, right? Like he's still going to be a good hockey player, a good man, a good, a person you want around your team. Tons of teams would want him. So I don't, I think it's going to get easier to trade him. Cause even Tavares is going to see the end and say, well, I don't just want to play this to the end and, you know, like leave them the way I left the Islanders who got nothing for me. Now everyone yeah. hates me. Yeah. So it's getting close to that time. So yeah, there's, there's some merit. My only contention Kip, you know, my problem with the article is just, I don't think you can, Tavares had 30-some goals and 80 points as your second-line center. You know, like, it's tough to get for $7 million right now or whatever you no, would no, be but, left with yeah, but it's, after it's, attaining it's not, for. It's, it's giving up that, that up front, but it's also putting yourself in a position that if I can knock off a substantial amount off of his AAV, I can turn it into okay. Orlov on the blue line, right? Yeah, and so you That's think... taking out his space and filling it with someone else's uh, space. So, it, it is, so but he's, it's 4 he's, mil he's, dead. He's, he's 11 million. Yeah. But you bring six. I'm just saying 4 you, is the number, if, sorry. If, if 4 is the number that yeah. you're going you're gonna to eat, yeah. that means 7 comes back into play. Yeah. Could you sign Orlov you should, sure. for 6.5 million with the money that but you could save off of But then with that, Tavares. logically, you got to put that 4 on Orlov's number. So now you are you got Orlov instead of Tavares is the, the swap you've made. Yes. And, yeah, you're better. You'd ra- yes. Would you rather give Orlov $11 million or whatever it would add to than Tavares in terms of yes. cap hit? Correct. Okay, in yes. that case, I would. I can hear it. Who's, I can hear that for Orlov. Who's playing second-line center? David Camp? 
Well, it's a big Alex, question, Alex isn't Kerfoot? it? Uh, then you uh, you find a way to maybe get revisit Ryan O'Reilly, but I don't know if that's the case right. with Camp at two and a half million. You know, right? it, it's tough too because, like, what if Tavares is a, still a point per game guy next year? I mean, that's a valuable hockey player. I don't know. And he, yes, I know it's one that could really help you be a top three regular season team. Yeah. Oh boy. Right? Yeah. I guess Orlov is a good example of some way that you could maybe talk me into it. I just don't see many Hannafin. ways. You want Hannafin over John Tavares? You think I'm you're better just, that I'm way? I'm picking a position, yeah. uh, JB. Yeah. I'm just throwing names out there to yeah. say that it gives you a chance to take your core four and balance it out mm-hmm. throughout the lineup, just not in your, your top six does John Tavares have any value on the open market? At six million? At eleven million. No, six. I'm you're, asking you're you. Eating. I'm I'm saying what if you're not? I'm uh, saying can no, I trade John no, Tavares no, for nothing? Cannot. I can't no, give him. No, just like you couldn't for Ryan Johansson and just like you couldn't for Kevin Hayes. I would be more interested in trading Tavares and eating one million or two million yes. and trading you, you, a second but, rounder with him. But, but or, you you gotta you gotta start those discussions by saying this is uh John, this is where yeah. I'm I'm going with and uh I think you gotta protect that right? cap space. You know what I mean? Like I even even with assets and yeah. I So I, my point is is Brad Tree Living doing his job if he doesn't explore it or no. if he does not go to John Tavares and say, this is one of my options and this is what I'm going to start looking at? From a PR perspective, let's say Tavar- or Tree Living does go to Tavares and have this conversation. Tavares says, I want to stay. And then Luke Fox says to him, have you gone to John to ask him about his, you know, if he'd be interested in moving or whatever? What should Tree Living answer that question? Well, why don't we find out? When someone eventually asks Doug Armstrong, because it's the same scenario with Krug, is it not? It is the same scenario, so yeah. Is, is, Minus does, the fact does, he's not the captain does, of the team. Does Doug Armstrong feel or sound real worried about it's St. people? Louis. He lives in the woods. So what? <laughs> so what? It's Toronto. Everybody wants to play here. Yeah. You get an endorsement deal if you're McKayev, for God's sakes. Yeah, okay? Achari did a cookie deal with a cookie uh, Tim deal. Hortons. It's Toronto. You think, you think like people aren't going to stop coming to Toronto because you told John Tavares in his fifth year his no. 11 million AAV is no longer welcomed? My point is that if you're tree living and say, yeah, I went to him, he doesn't want to go anywhere, then now Tavares is the bad guy yes. that everyone's... And Tavares doesn't and deserve that. And, and, and that plays into Brad Tree living, getting what he wants and what's best for the team, if that's what he deems. I guess that is a matter of how you believe okay. people should be treated because to me john tavares has been a great leaf and it's a kick in the teeth to say beat it you know and if a, you don't you're going to get booed a, a great leaf is going to a conference final a stanley cup final not losing in the first round four out of five times and right. winning one game in the second round that's not a great leaf yeah you're talking performance not person which well, what are we, we're professional hockey it's a business of winning love that all year long, we talked about, you know, the egos and worrying about guys and how they're treated and all that. I, you kind of got to be in one camp or another that who cares about these guys I, I, who are a ruthless I, organization I, I've, I've or not. To, I've talked to people on the inside that's saying like, hey, John, like you're no longer our second line centerman. We'll put you on the fourth line. There'll be some nights you play, some nights you don't. Is this the way you want to go out your last two years or you want to go play every day somewhere else? 
I mean, if it comes down to that, it just, you got to admit, it's crummy. It's a crummy it's, yeah, for yeah, the guess guy. what, though? Uh, Brad Tree Living always said there's no assurances for anybody. Yeah. Does that include having a no-move clause? Thanks for your 80 points, Captain John Tavares. Uh, yeah, listen, we man, don't want you. It's not, it's not hugs and kisses. Warm blankets all the time for these guys. Then do it with Mitch Marner and do it with Austin Matthews and do so, it with Willie Nylander. If, if he's not shopping those guys or did he not find out what's out there, then you're not doing your job. And I include Mitch Marner. Yeah. If you don't know what the marketplace is for Mitch Marner right now, you haven't done your job. Yeah. Uh, that's why this whole draft thing coming and going without anything is kind of a little, I don't want to say it's disappointing, but you kind of thought the Leafs might change something. The longer we get into this and the more it looks like they're literally going to do nothing, the more disheartening it becomes, but I feel like. Everyone's favorite three words, boys. Run it back. Barf. <laughs> Barf. Oh, even Matt Murray's getting back in the mix. Matt Murray, one of three goalies. He might be our guy day one. If I, he might be, be the opening day starter. Oh, interesting, God. not much news out of for Samsonov, eh? For a guy that everybody pegged Good going point. into the first round heard as great and done his job, not a sniff on is he coming back, is he getting a long-term deal, what's his number, not even a, a peep Such a on good point. Samsonov. He's RFA for, this is the last year he's RFA? They don't want to pay him. He wants money. That's 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 why you haven't heard a thing. Because he wants a, a long-term deal. He's yeah. got a number in mind. And the Leafs are going, <laughs> not so fast. Murray and Wool. There's your duo next year. Samson, I was going to peace out. Oh, my God, boys. <laughs> Tough, right. show. Tough can it, show. Can it be the summer yet? <laughs> so we are back tomorrow for yeah. our final Off the Rails Friday. Yeah. We'll find Doug McClain. And okay. then we're back Monday and Tuesday. Two-hour show on Monday. Two-hour two hour show Thanks. on Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, just on Monday, one and hour then, And then we're good. So we got still some meat on the bone here on the Real Kipper and Born Show. Give us a follow, give us a rating and review, and we're back tomorrow. David. <laughs> <laughs>